study. We're in, in the, the Word of God talking about the people of Israel and the wrong attitudes they had and how those attitudes produced terrible, terrible byproducts and significant destruction in their lives. And it's the same thing is true of us. And I want to point out that wrong attitudes block opportunities, close doors, and keep us from God's best. I know a man who, when I was growing up in a little town in Arkansas, uh, at 65 years of age, stood before the whole church and said, God has called me to be a preacher. He called, he said, for 40 years, I have refused to obey. I knew back when he said I was just a young man that God wanted me to be a preacher. But I refused and I rebelled. And he said, uh, but now I'm finally willing to obey. Well, all through those 40 years that he had refused, he had been cantankerous and hard to get along with and a thorn in every preacher's side that came to be the pastor of that church. You see, when you're in rebellion, it affects other people. It blocks opportunities. It destroys hope. And it really makes a difference. We need to walk through when the opportunity is there. Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So I challenge you today, if God's giving you opportunities like he did the people of Israel, step through them, step forward, obey him, get involved. Get involved in mission opportunities at our church. Go on mission trips. Do some local mission opportunities. Serve in, on, on the weekends at the church. And those little things make a difference in your life. And also sin brings its own terrible result. Uh, the, God says, I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will surely do these things to this whole wicked community which is banded together against me. They will meet their end in the desert. There they will die. Their attitude sins caught up with them, and they discovered truly that the wages of sin is death. And that is true that we, we reap what we sow. God has been exceedingly patient with them, but enough is enough. God will be exceedingly patient with us. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But even God finally says, that's enough. That's it. That's as far as I go. That's what I want to say to us today. If you're a believer, God says, eventually enough if we don't trust him and walk with him and live for him. And it doesn't mean we won't go to heaven when we die, but it means that we won't be effective here on earth and it won't matter in anybody's life that we are a believer. <clears throat> so wrong attitudes are hurtful. They shorten our lives. They affect our physical health. And physically and emotionally, your attitudes will affect you. Numerous scientific studies reveal that complainers and criticizers have more health problems than those who don't. That doubt and rebellious rebellion put us into stress and all kinds of physical problems. Also, wrong attitudes affect your spiritual health. Numbers 14:36. These men responsible for spreading the bad report about the Lord were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. There were the ten doubting, unbelieving spies. And there were many funerals in the desert because the people believed their report. Proverbs 29.1 says, A man who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. The Bible says for the believer in 1 John 5.16, there is a sin that leads to death, and it's the sin 
of complaining, criticizing, coveting, doubting God, and rebelling against him and refusing as a believer to do what he wants us to do. There's an old poem that expresses it. There is a time I know not when, a place I know not where, that marks the destiny of men for glory or despair. There is to us a line unseen that crosses every path and marks the boundary between God's mercy and his wrath. God says, I love you. And God says to me, I love you. Trust me. God says, I've given you my word. Believe it. Practice it. Stand on it. And God says, change your attitudes. And remember, changing your attitude is repentance. It means I change my attitude and I change my direction. I say, yes, God, that attitude is wrong. The Bible says now is the time of God's favor, and now is the day of salvation. God is calling each of us to walk with him and to let him show forth his power in our lives and to let him give us the strength that we need to be the Christian that he wants. He never enjoys he never enjoys judgment. He always enjoys us trusting him. Now, I want to pick up from what I've just talked about to summarize some of what I've said by helping us see the attitude of Jesus and choosing to be like him. And one of the greatest passages in all of the Bible is in Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, where the Bible describes the attitude of Jesus, and it's an attitude that all of us need to have. And I hope you'll listen as I read some of it to you today. Here's, here's what's said. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and in every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That scripture tells us that Jesus himself had to choose to have the right attitudes, and he did. And as he did so, God used him to be our Savior. He was God himself come to earth to meet our needs, and he made the choices that were necessary to do that. And this, this passage was not written primarily to be a the theological treatise about Christ, but it was an illustration of the attitude that ought to be our attitude if we're a believer in Christ. And that's why it's introduced by verse 5 that says, let this attitude which was in Christ be in you. Let this mindset which Christ had become your mindset. Paul was writing to Philippian believers about how to get along and have right relationships. Paul said, you'll make my joy complete if you have the same mind and have the same love that I have in the same spirit and the same purpose. And you have that by getting in tune with the Lord and letting him, through his Holy Spirit, enable you to think like he thinks. And he said, regard other people as more important than yourself and don't put, just look out for yourself 
and your interests, but look out for the interests of others. You and I want to be like Jesus. Well, you say, well, I'm really trying hard to be like Jesus. That won't work. You have to trust him to fill you with his spirit and let Jesus flow out through you. We'll talk about that more next time. God bless you. Have a great day.